welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney and I've already upset Caitlin. And once again, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we never get it in one. We always want to restart. You did this time. I did this time. I was rocking and rolling. I only want the best for our listeners. Only the best for mom and dad. <laughs> I mean, I get that, but sometimes I get tired. <laughs> Me too, that's like, tis is life. Tis is life. Tis is life. Tis, tis is life. I don't think it'd be Blessed tis is. Tases. <laughs> I tried to spell yes in a group chat and it autocorrected to tases and I will never live it down. Just like the Colander story, I'm never going to live that down. Oh, this is a good intro. That's a good thing to talk about. One time at cross country camp. We were looking at the supplies that we had in our cabin. There was a written list of There was things. a written list of things because we were trying to see what we would need to cook dinner. And I got to a word. And like many of you already know, we can't pronounce things very well. And I said, what is a colander? And someone said, do you mean a colander? I don't think that's what happened. You said, what is a colander? And I said, let me see. And I was like, oh man, what is a colander? Because I didn't know. And then someone else says, let me see that. And we showed them and they go, you a mean colander? colander? And I was like, what's a colander? Because we just call them strainers. Yeah, I didn't know. And people still bring it up to this day. And that was what? Five years ago? I don't know what At year least, it was. I don't know. Tis the year 1632. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> You're not supposed to let people know that we're immortal. We're immortal. <laughs> Shit, we gotta... That's we have to a, move now. That... Oh, no. That's another fun topic. I considered when i was looking at topics for this week's story i considered doing one on an alchemist named john french who was looking for like the elixir of life or a way to make people immortal and one of the things he did was a brain tincture where he took some kind of mixture of different animal brains i'm assuming and he then put them in a pile of manure for six months and then took it out and they saw what happened which I don't understand, because how do you tell if you're immortal? I mean, if they live forever, if someone lived forever, right, would they tell, like, would they tell? Well, the other thing is, you can't tell me that's the only thing he tried. No. So if he tried seven different things, how does he go back and say, oh, this is the one that made me immortal? Yeah, I don't know. The only thing that's going to make you immortal is a bite from a vampire. Yeah, which I'm still waiting for. Waiting on it. I leave mm-hmm. my window open every night. Are werewolves immortal? Uh, no, I think they're aging slows, but I don't think that they're... Would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? I don't know. Ow! Ow! Team Charlie. Yeah, Caitlin's always been Team Charlie, which was Bella's dad. That's exactly how I would react, because remember his reaction was basically like, Don't tell me! I don't want to know. Don't tell me what's happening. I don't want to know. I just want to enjoy our family. I don't care if she's growing at a speed that's inhuman. I don't want to know. I don't want to care. I don't care. At least I have a granddaughter. Let's move on. Yep. Cut, print, check the gate, move it on. I'm going to say that every episode now. (laughs) What is that from? It's the Grinch, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe. I used to think it was Full House, where he says... He um, says, cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I'm pretty sure that the Grinch is cut, print, check the gate, move it on. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Dinner with me, I can't cancel that again. (laughs) When he's telling Max, this is your, like... You're a reindeer. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes. And action. All right. And then he goes, cut, print, check, the gate, move. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're absolutely right. I know I am. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but live action Grinch is actually, I really like it. Dad hates Dad doesn't like it, and I like it. The cartoon's fine, too. I don't know why. I don't know where this deep-seated hatred for the live action Grinch came from. Maybe it's Jim Carrey? I don't know. Anyway, today. We're not talking about. We're not talking about any of the stuff that we just talked about. As usual, we have zigged and zagged on you and we're gonna now <laughs> keep you on, this keep car you on back on the road <laughs> we've already crashed into a tree hopefully we don't overcorrect. we just got a tow truck and we gotta pull it out <laughs> anyway also quick update no snails following me so far so far not that we would know probably yeah i don't know if i would know if there was a mm-hmm. snail following me or not hopefully not haven't noticed one yet um, let us know if any snail, cursed snails are following you. Yeah. 
Thank you to Carly for clarifying yes. to us that the movie It, it Follows is, in fact, a metaphor for STDs. I don't know if she knows that, but she watched it, and she was definitely like, yeah, it's definitely about, <laughs> there could be about STDs. And I was like, I knew it. I knew you would have seen it. <laughs> well, we haven't seen it. so she I haven't seen it, so better, I believe her. She's more qualified to make that yeah. assumption than we are. Absolutely. Anyway, today, our story is about, do you want to guess? Don't well, guess. if it's not STDs. <laughs> it's not about STDs. That would be a whole nother... Ooh, I don't know. That would freak you out. You don't want to know. Anyway. Anyway. Start <laughs> your story. You're supposed to guess about what it's about. Oh. Um, uh, cryptids. No. What have we not had in a while? Ghosts? Nope. Have we had ghosts at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Greenbrier ghost. Mm-hmm. Sona. It's not about her. We already did her. Good try, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's about murder. 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 Most foul. foul. <laughs> Do you think I could be a voice actor? Maybe. <laughs> um, The one, uh, uh, throw back to My Holo Love. If you watch My Holo Love on Netflix and you choose to do the English dubbed version, the voices that they use are so bad. <laughs> I never watched it, so I don't know. So you could probably compete with them. Yeah, there, there was a Korean drama that I watched one time, and it was about a girl who wanted to become a voice actor. Yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, you watched it with me. And then she so. went on that dating show, right? And then they had to pretend to date to win money or something, and yeah. then they actually... That was a Wild. good one. What was it called? I'm going to have to find it. Anyway, sorry. We went off track there. We'll update you on our Korean drama picks. Yeah. We next will, week. We'll go with the top ten list. <laughs> top ten Korean dramas you should watch on Netflix. <laughs> anyway. Quarantine may be ending, but your duty as a Netflix consumer is not. Mierder. I don't know why we say it like that. Mierder. I don't know why I feel like I need to Dracula laugh after every Me time. But today we're going to talk about a series of, we can't say unfortunate events. Yeah, we can. We can say a series of deathly events. Ooh. So we're going to talk about some murder and a series of pretty tragic events that surround one Miss Brynhild, Paul's daughter, Strasseth. Okay. Her last name is spelled S-T-R-S-E-T-H, and that's all you need to know because she changes her name S-T-R. Anyway. S E T H E T H Stra Seth. I missed the E and I was like, how can the name not have any vowels? It's Norwegian. <laughs> oh, well. They I don't do know about Norwegian language, so it could be. Do what they want. Yeah. Absolutely. Yolo. So okay. Anyway, cool. so What's her name? Brynhild. B R Y N H I L D. Brynhild. Paul's daughter. P A U L S D A T T E R and then Stresseth. Okay. So she was born on November 22nd, 1859 in Selbu, Norway, S-E-L-B-U. I'm probably saying that wrong. Don't at me. So Brynhild's father was a stonemason, but they were pretty, uh, he worked with stone. That <laughs> <laughs> is all I know. <laughs> I just mouthed what, what is a stonemason stone to Whitney. <laughs> and I panicked because I literally don't know. Anyway, continue. Stonemason. Yeah, so he was a stonemason, and that meant that they didn't have a whole lot of money. It right. wasn't a very... Uh, profitable job. Thank you. Profitable profession, yeah. Uh, so they lived a pretty lowly life, mm -hmm. as far as I understand, in Norway. Um, she became very determined to um, move up in class, and her goal was to immigrate to America. Okay. And achieve the American dream, gain a little bit of wealth. Uh, in order to do that, she changed her name to Belle Peterson, B-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, and then Peterson, how it sounds. Okay. Um, although, in today's climate, it could have, like, an I-G-H in there yeah. somewhere. Mm -hmm. B-E-T-E-R-S-O-N is the way that she spelled it, <laughs> in case you were concerned. Right. Anyway, so she went to work as a farmhand and servant girl in uh, the local area in Norway mm -hmm. so that she could save up money in order to immigrate to America. Okay. So she achieved her goal in 1881. Around the age of 21, she immigrated to America and settled down in Chicago. Cool. Party in the USA. I forgot about that song. Yeah, I saw like a tweet or something the other day that said, where's the party that Miley was talking about? 
Well. <laughs> anyway, she moved to Chicago. Right, and there she met Albert Mads Sorensen. He went by Mads, but his name was Albert Sorensen, S-O-R-E-N-S-O-N. And he was actually originally from Draman, Norway, D-R-A-M-M-E-N. Oh. What a small world. Yes. It seems that she tried to stay connected to, like, the Norwegian culture throughout her life in America. Oh, so she, like, just found people because she was trying to reach out to other Norwegians right. in the area. Right. As, as an immigrant, I don't think she knew a lot of English. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but for the time, it was, like, she knew people from Norway. She yeah. could communicate with them. That was Makes a sense. good place to start. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so she met Albert Mad Sorensen. Uh, some sources call him Albert some call him Mads, M-A-D-S. Uh, so we're going to stick with Mads. Okay. So in 1884, they were married. Oh, wait, that's only, what, three years after three she? Three years after she moved there. Okay. So unfortunately, their first home in Chicago burnt down. Oh. But they used their insurance money to open a, a confectionery store, which I think is just like... A convenience store, Like right? a convenience yeah. store. Yeah. I have cat hair in my nose. Me too, actually. All day long, all, every day, all day. We're sniffing our cats. I'm not, though. Snorting cats. It's the best high there is. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's not. It causes you all kinds of trouble. Itchy noses yeah. when you're trying to record. Sneezes. But all multiple noses on my face are itchy. Yeah. Anywho. So, they had uh, four children. Were they still in Chicago? Yes, they okay. stayed in Chicago at this point. Gotcha. Uh, so they had four children. Now some sources say they weren't able to have children of their own, so these were all foster children. Sure. While other sources say they had four children of their own plus one foster child. Okay. So their children's names were Caroline, Axel, Myrtle, Myrtle and Lucy. Mm-hmm. And then the foster child for sure, like the one that was yeah. a foster child, was Ginny Olsen. Okay. O-L-S-E-N. So they had five there all together. Yeah. Soon after... They get their store open, mm-hmm. uh, and more tragedies befall the family. Okay. So it, it, it ends up seeming as if Miss Bell is having a really... Bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. Uh, the store that they owned burnt down shortly after they opened it. Interesting. And, and they of, took the insurance money. Well, of course. Okay. What else would you do if your store burnt out? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Got me there. You're awfully <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> don't, don't be suspicious. <laughs> Two of the children, Caroline and Axel, died from acute colitis. Well, now I kind of feel bad. Carol- What's acute colitis? So colitis is like an inflammation of your oh, intestines. Oh, so they were... Oh. But it can happen for a number of reasons. Okay. Um, it seems like it just kind of happened. A l- like it was a general stomach yeah. issue that kids died from. Okay. From... The doctor was Could like, uh, it was acute colitis. Yeah. Like that's basically how they... Okay. The doctor didn't really think much of it. Right. They're like, oh, That's what they had. It just got out of hand. Yeah. Um, Colitis itself is like an inflammation, and it can be very miserable. Um, They probably had, like, diarrhea and were pretty miserable before they died. But I don't know if it was, like, they had it and they got dehydrated or was an infection that killed them. Okay. The records aren't clear. Yeah. Caroline died in 1896, followed by Axel in 1898. Okay. Then in the year 1900, Mads, or Albert, her husband, right. died from heart failure. Hmm. Now, this seems like a lot of tragedies to befall yeah. uh, Miss Bell, who, you know, was trying to live the American dream. Right. Uh, luckily for her, Mads had a life insurance policy. Okay. She had told him the one that he had was too small, and he needed to upgrade to, you know, we have kids, we have a store now, we need to upgrade this life insurance policy. Um and he was switching over, and there was one day where the two policies would overlap, transferring from the old to the new. And it happened to be that he died on the exact day that his policies were overlapping. I'm not saying that... <laughs> Listen. I'm not saying that this is very suspicious. <laughs> what are you saying? But <laughs> I'm just saying is that it- the signs... Are pointing towards a little someone. Is it because I told you it was about the murder? The murder? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know who gets murdered and who doesn't yet. Well, I just told you that Mads died, but it's fine. Anyway, (laughs) he died on the only day the policies overlapped, which was pretty suspicious. Right. Uh, His family was pretty much like, he didn't have heart problems. What are you talking about? Hmm, right. Because he died of heart failure. Right. 
So the first doctor to examine him, or like coroner slash doctor, right. had said it looked as if he had died from strychnine. Hang on, strychnine poisoning. <laughs> I wrote down the pronunciation, but I couldn't find it with my eyeballs. <laughs> okay, what is that? I'll get strychnine. There. I'll get there. Is that I'm how you say it? Strychnine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spelled S-T-R-Y-C-H-N-I-N-E. Strychnine. Okay. I was trying to say strike nine, but yeah. that's not how Wikipedia has the pronunciation. There's more cat hair in my nose, <laughs> and I'm starting to get aggravated. Strike nine. Eagle ten. Go go go. <laughs> Ready to go, Red Leader. Strychnine. Straight you ahead. are. Been there, done that. Donna is. I happened once in a dream. <laughs> if I had to pick a dude, you are eagle, eagle too. Two. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Parks and Rec. We incorporate everything mm-hmm. to accommodate for all kinds of tastes. Yeah, and all kinds of listeners. Mm-hmm. A very welcoming community. Yeah. Please send us your address so we can send you a sticker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, please, please. <laughs> Correcting back onto the road. <laughs> Please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast vehicle at, at all, all times. times. It is okay. a bumpy ride, but we will get there in the end. Strychnine. Yes. <clears throat> so the first doctor who examined him thought it could have been strychnine poisoning, but Bell's doctor, she had her own doctor do an independent exam, and he ruled it was heart failure. Listen. <laughs> all I'm saying is that she's not helping herself look innocent what do you mean she's just an unlucky lady you're absolutely right it follows (laughs) tragedy follows her (laughs) okay anyway anywho button button who's got the button (laughs) (laughs) what is it drag me to hell that's the other one yeah yeah, yeah. maybe they had a cursed button maybe maybe a snail was following their family true and it touched them and they died maybe but then again she got insurance payout for the store and the children's deaths, too. And acute colitis has similar symptoms to strychnine poisoning. Or strychnine poisoning can cause really? colitis. So strychnine is a white, odorless, bitter crystalline powder that can be taken by mouth, inhaled, or mixed in a solution and given intravenously. Go ahead, get it out of your system. I okay. <laughs> I bet my life on it. When I put it in here, it's a white, odorless, bitter crystalline powder. It does have a taste to it, but in The Princess Bride, it is a what white, you, odorless, tasteless powder. What do you smell? I smell nothing. Good. It's because it's Iocane. What you do not smell is Iocane powder, among the deadliest poisons in the world. Okay, so you it's white powder that is odorless, but it has a little bit of a taste, but you can mix it into stuff, right, is what you said. Yes. So you can mix it into food, drink, or you right. can give it intravenously, direct injected directly into a vein. I don't know that that is what happened, but you can. How much do you need? Like, did you do, like, how much do you need to, like... Um, it varies, so... I guess depending on who you're trying to... Yeah. I'm not saying that we're gonna, that you should buy this to kill anyone. I'm just wondering how much Miss Bell had... In her possession. Well, it was easily found because oh, okay. it is a component in some forms of rat poison today. Uh, oh, so just be like giving someone rat, rat poison. poison. Yeah, usually you think of arsenic, arsenic yeah. but strychnine is also a component in some forms okay. of rat poison. Gotcha, 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 So gotcha. it used to be that strychnine was something that they used before they really understood medicines. Okay. As like a, oh, take this strychnine pill, it'll cure blah 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 like they okay. just like made up uses for it right. that they thought it would help yeah uh and so that i mean that's just like it used to be in small doses yeah it was thought to be helpful right i don't and think so it, it was, was around yeah right so you can't ingest something yeah yeah, yeah. well that's what i was wondering because i was like right. where did she get all this sometimes it is also mixed with street d- drugs like lsd cocaine heroin etc <laughs> so yeah it's not lethal in small amounts yeah doesn't make you feel great. Could get you kind of buzzed, I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know how you feel when you go on crack cocaine. I'm assuming it's not buzzed. I'm assuming you're like... You're wired. Fucked up. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. It's like an insane amount. Uh, cocaine's like an upper. So yeah. you feel like... Strychnine upper? Uh, so strychnine is a neurotoxin. Oh, okay. It acts as an antagonist for glycine and acetylcholine receptors, which is fancy talk for it 
takes your motor fibers mm-hmm. and it gets rid of the brake completely. Okay. So it blocks all the brakes on your muscles. Okay. Which causes all of your muscles to spasm. Oh, that does not sound fun. No. So it gets rid of the body's off switch, and when that doesn't work correctly, you have really painful spasms. Even if you're unconscious or you think that they're not affected at first, it, like, really, really causes pain, basically. Yeah. okay, wow. Um, eventually, your muscles tire out and, mm-hmm. like, you are unable to breathe. Yeah. Because it's just, like, your body's exhausted. Too much, yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's following, wild. Yeah. It's not pretty. Oh my god, is that what happens to the rats? I don't know. I'm going to tell you that I don't know. (laughs) Because I don't know. Because I don't know how much it's used, how many times it's arsenic and how many times it's strychnine. Right, okay. Anyway, continue. So following the ingestion of strychnine by swallowing, symptoms of poisoning usually appear between... 15 to 60 minutes. Seems like a big window. Whoa. People exposed to low or moderate doses can have the following symptoms. Okay. Agitation. Apprehension or fear. Easily startled. Restlessness. Painful muscle spasms. Possibly leading to fever or kidney injury or liver injury. Uncontrollable aching of the neck and back because it gets into your spinal cord as well. Yeah. Rigid arms and legs. Jaw tightness. Muscle pain and soreness, dark urine, and difficulty breathing. So when your muscles go into a spasm, um, they start to be really damaged, and Mm -hmm. it releases chemicals that then hurt your kidneys. Mm -hmm. So that's what people with, it's called rhabdomyolysis. Mm -hmm. Um, It's muscle breakdown that affects your kidneys, Mm -hmm. and it's really, really painful, and you end up with dark urine. So that's kind of like the chain of events. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. That happens. Okay. Um, People will come into the uh, hospital or the ER with rhabdo because they're Mm -hmm. just in pain all over, and the only thing you can really do is give them a ton of fluids, like as many fluids as you can. To try and, like, dilute it. Right. The goal is to try and get their kidney function working again. Yeah. Because it kind of stops up their kidneys. Right. Anyway, I know that's a lot, but that's kind of, like, the process of the the way strychnine works. So if you're exposed to a high dose, you may have the following signs and symptoms within 15 to 30 minutes. You die. Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Respiratory failure because, you know, your muscles spasm, 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 and then give up. Um, you can't breathe, which possibly leads to breath to death. It doesn't lead to breath. It doesn't lead to. It leads to not breath. <laughs> to unbreath. To the opposite of breath. To blame. <laughs> also, brain death because that okay. chem- same chemical is released from muscles. Not great for your, your brain. brain. Okay, interesting. Well, so it just like shuts down your body. Yeah, everything shuts down. Uh, and again, colitis can also be caused by this poisoning because it's. Everything's shutting down your down. yeah 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 everything so shutting down. it's too much for your intestines as well correct so that's yeah. the strychnine poisoning okay so, so the one the first doctor or coroner mm-hmm. said that that's what it looked like and mm-hmm. said that the kids what they had could potentially be a symptom of this poisoning as well correct but then Miss Bell hired an, her own quote unquote doctor or mm-hmm. coroner. I'm not going to say that they were a real doctor or coroner, to do their own. And they said, not possible. It was just heart failure. Mm-hmm. So the, the kids had died prior to this. Right. And they were, their doctor said, acute colitis. Yeah. Now, looking back, people have said, well, you can get acute colitis from, from this poisoning. poisoning. Right. But it's never been, that's never been, like, proven. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Miss Bell had plenty of money now to start mm-hmm. fresh from all these mm-hmm. insurance policies. So, she took the remaining children, Lucy, Myrtle, and Jenny, the foster child, yes. to LaPorte, Indiana. Capital L-A, capital P-O-R-T-E. Okay. And in 1901, she had moved there and bought a 42-acre farm at the end of McClung Road. Wow, that's big. It's a big farm. Yeah. Especially for, I feel like, a woman to own... In the early 1900s With by herself. With three kids? With three kids. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know how old they were, so. If they were their biological children. Yeah. They would have been fairly young because yeah. they got married in 1884. No. 80. Yeah. Yeah, 84. 84. So they could have been 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. No. Sorry. Huh. 
They could have been teenagers. Yeah. It just depends on when they had kids. If these were the youngest, then it would have been younger. Than yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. Right. They don't really have ages. Okay. Uh, listed in the resources. Right. Anyway, so shortly after she bought the farm, part of it burned down, and she collected yet more insurance money. This, okay, listen. Yes? Is no one else seeing a pattern here? I don't know. She moved to a new place. I don't know if they knew what was going on. She, oh yeah, she moved from Chicago to yeah, church to Indiana. Okay, yeah. So I don't know that people How knew her like work? history. Uh, like the, the insurance is it an insurance company or is it like? I don't know how it worked back then. Okay, early 1900s. I'm not entirely sure. Right. Um, I know that she probably didn't have great records of the insurance policies. Oh, I'm sure not. So they probably didn't know why she had so much money when she moved to a new place. It's probably yeah. a small. Company, Community. yeah, 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 that yeah. would come out and look at it, and it's yeah. probably like State Farm. You work one on one with somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. So April first of nineteen o two, she <laughs> married Peter Gunness, G U N N E S S, who was a local butcher in Laporte, Indiana. Okay. So this is Gunness. This is where she gets the last name that she's known for. Yeah, he was a butcher, and then went on to make the beer, Guinness. Yeah, he moved to Ireland. <laughs> Changed the spelling of his name and went from being a butcher to making beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nailed it in one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Gunnis had two daughters of his own. Okay. He had been married previously and his wife had died sure. shortly after the birth of their second child. Okay. Uh, now, after the marriage to Miss Bell, one of the two daughters passed away within, like, a couple weeks. I'm getting steamy over here. What was the cause? Don't know. Mysterious circumstances. I'm steamed broccoli. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a powerful statement. Please elaborate. (laughs) I'm getting heated up. (laughs) And that's the only vegetable that I really know that you can, well, you can steam steam anything. Yeah, I don't eat vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think I have such a low IQ? (laughs) not true (laughs) anyway so peter was kind of suspicious of what had happened so he sent his other daughter to live with relatives i would too are you kidding me she would be the only child to survive this series of deathly events okay okay foreshadowing i'm steamed broccoli i can't now i can't get out of my head (laughs) anyway in december of 1902 which is April to December. Ten months? Sure. That's not right. Nope. Mm -mm. Be like six, eight. Eight months. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. So eight months later, in December of 1902, Peter Gunness died when a meat grinder fell off a kitchen shelf onto his head. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Swerve on him. Pause the podcast. At his house or at the butcher shop? At his house. Oh, Okay. Oh my god, what a terrible way to go. Yep. Okay. Okay. He, come on, he had to see that coming. You didn't, it was from behind him. <laughs> I mean, she had to have told him about her past. Well, maybe not. There's no way. Mm-mm. No, no. Uh, one of the sources said that Peter Gunnis should have left when he sent his other daughter yeah, away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, he was suspicious enough to send his daughter away. He must have had some inkling to... Well, he could have just thought she was careless with children. I guess that's true. Ginny, the foster child of Belle and Peter at the time, yeah. told her schoolmates, My mama killed Papa. She <sighs> hit him on the head with a meat cleaver and he died, but don't tell a soul. Wait, no way! Oh my god! <laughs> What a snitch. <laughs> what a snitch. Snitches get stitches, Jenny. No, good for her. I would have I told. Uh, in 1906, a few years later, Jenny also mysteriously went missing. Oh, my God. I'm surprised it took that long, honestly, if she was telling her schoolmates. I know. You'd think four years. That's an awfully long time to get... Little- no, the teachers didn't hear? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a record of her saying that. So, somebody... Her schoolmates said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, there's some evidence... That there was strychnine poisoning going on. There was some strychnine in the system of Peter Gunnis. Yeah. I keep saying Guinness. Good job. Sorry. So Peter Gunnis had some strychnine poisoning damage to his body. Okay. But not enough 
to kill him really like raise alarm okay i don't know if it was still like a common thing to do well because they could have been like oh he was working with it because he's going to kill the rats yeah so it was such a small amount that that's probably what it was from which could be that it was a small amount or she'd been giving it to him over time yeah in small amounts that it was causing damage but not enough to just flat out it's not what killed him Yeah, yeah yeah he clearly died from a meat cleaver yeah or meat grinder yeah Six months after his birth, Belle gave birth to a son. Six months after his death, (laughs) Belle gave birth to a son. Okay. Which was Peter's son, presumably. Okay. And named him Philip Gunnis. Okay. So Peter and Belle's son, Philip. Yeah. Peter's dead. But Jenny's still alive when she has this baby. Correct. Okay. So she has four kids. Yes. Okay. Now. Myrtle, Lucy... Jenny and now Philip. Okay. Okay, so just to wrap it up really not wrap it up, to summarize really quick, she married that one guy. They had five kids. Two of them died. She moved to Indiana with her three kids. She met this Peter guy who also had two kids. One of those kids mysteriously disappeared, so he sent his other kid away. Mm-hmm. Then he died from a meat cleaver accident. Don't know what happened how that happens. And then she gave birth to a son. So now she has four kids right now, but we know that Jenny dies in... What? No, we know that Jenny is missing. Is missing in four four years. years Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. So what happens to the other children? Because now I'm terrified. Let me tell. There's too much. No. Let me sum up. (laughs) Let me sum up. What did you ask me? What happens to the other kids? I'm not done yet. I know. I'm I'm assuming we're getting there next. Maybe. So now that her second husband was gone, Belle needed a more efficient way of bringing in money. Yeah, because now she, oh. I mean, she had a lot of money. Oh, because he worked, because he was a Maybe he worked. Yeah. So, and, so she submitted ads to three weekly Norwegian language newspapers. This is why I say she kind of like stayed in the Norwegian yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sect of um, society. This is what her newspaper ad said. For well-off suitors in the personal column and it said widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts of laporte county indiana desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman with a view of joining fortunes no replies by letter will be considered unless the sender is willing to follow an answer with a personal visit okay a humble brag there at the beginning i have a lot of land it's good lure it's a weird thing, though. Like, I get it. Maybe during the time it's not as weird, but it's weird that she's like, we need to join fortunes. I mean, I get it, but, like... I mean, if you're older, and you're like, okay, well, it's not like I'm supporting this woman with five children who has nothing. Like, she has a yeah. lot to offer here, Yeah, too. I guess, I guess, yeah, that's right. In her letters with the corresponding suitors, she would tell them to bring their savings and not tell anyone they were coming. The men Listen, were- if someone tells you to meet them somewhere and bring all your money and don't tell anyone, don't do it. They're going to murder you. They're going to murder you. She is a tragic, They're going- lowly widow. Oh, would you fall for that? I wouldn't. Don't tell anyone you're coming. Why not? Why shouldn't I? I don't have enough money to take with me. <laughs> I don't have money for chicken nuggets. <laughs> anyway, so how many people went? How many suitors did she have? Uh, this is unknown for sure how many. Oh, okay. Uh, so the men were convinced to buy shares, quote unquote, in the farm owned by Bell by depositing cash into her bank account. Okay. Andrew Helgelin, Helgelin, H-E-L-G-E-L-I-E-N, was one such suitor who came to the farm. He was from South Dakota, and uh, when he did not return home to South Dakota in the time that they expected, his brother... Azel. Azel, sure. His brother Azel became very concerned. Right. He found the letters from Andrew to Bell and wrote to Bell himself and also to the bank. Yeah. Asking about Andrew. Okay. The bank confirmed that he had been in town and Bell said, Well, he was here, but he left. Okay. Did he come home? Hmm. Okay. So, uh, April 28, 1908. Six years after her husband, Peter Gunnis' death. Yeah, and Jenny's missing at this point. Jenny is missing by this point. She was missing in 1906. 1906, This is two years after she went missing. Okay. And six years after the death of her former former second husband. Yeah. Her farmhouse burned to the ground. 
Town authorities were alerted by one of the local farmhands and searched the rubble of the farmhouse. They found multiple bodies in the basement of the house, which were identified as Lucy, Myrtle, and Philip. Yeah. The children. Right. Not Jenny. She's still missing. But the three known-to-be-living children. Yes. Next to those bodies was a headless woman's corpse. Okay. Thought to be that of Belle. Okay. The authorities believed that she had been murdered. Okay. Several days after this incident, Azel, the mm-hmm. brother of Andrew, came to town looking for his missing brother. Right. He was adamant that Belle must have killed his brother and pressed the sheriff to search the farm further. Right. They discovered soft depressions in the hog pen. No. When they began to dig, they found a gunny sack containing two hands, two feet, and one head. Azel then identified the head as his missing brother's. That's so traumatic, though. Yeah. Like. So bad. Oh, no. So I have here, uh, just keep digging, because I was depressed and I needed, by doing this part, and I just had to think of Just Keep Swimming by Dory. Just keep digging. There, well, there's that, digging, uh, just keep digging. the song from Lion King One and a Half. Dig a tunnel, dig, 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 dig a tunnel, dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. So how, I'm assuming they found more bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. So in just two days, they found 11 other burlap sacks. Oh, my God. This is a quote from one of the people who was there. Yeah. Quote, arms hacked from the shoulders down, masses of human bond wrapped in loose flesh that dripped like jelly. Oh my god. Nasty. Eleven? Sacks. There could have been multiple people contained. Yeah. So it was very challenging to identify these bodies. Right. Because it also is like, how long have they been there? Right. Probably a while. Some of them might have been a while. Yeah, like years. Uh, One positive identification was made of uh jenny olsen so they, so they found, found the body of the missing foster girl oh my gosh it was clearly her let's be for real like come on so overall it was believed that she committed over 40 murders wow did they find like 40 bodies so well i'm assuming they're, they're thinking all of the kids right so that's five plus six plus peter's daughter seven actually she had four kids to begin with no. Yeah, she, she had four kids to begin with. Oh, plus and then the Jenny, foster kid. And then one baby. And, and then, then the new Philip. That's right, that's right, that's right. Okay, so seven kids, her two husbands, mm-hmm. right? And then Andrew, mm-hmm. Hazel's brother, which is ten. And then eleven bodies just in the first two days. So that's twenty-one. Oh my gosh. So among the bodies that they were able to identify were John Moo, Henry Gerdholt, Olaf Svernherd, O.B. Birdsburg, Budsburg, excuse me. Yeah. Olaf Lindblom, Andrew Higlin, who we talked about before, right. and many more. So, sorry about some of the pronunciations. I think a lot of them were the in Norwe- reply. They were Norwegian, yeah. right? Because they're replying mm-hmm. to her letters, and she only put them in Norwegian newspapers. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now it's so weird that she would, I guess, like, she would go only for Norwegians because that's where she would feel comfortable and she'd be able to make them feel more at home, I guess. I also wonder, too, if, like, they're immigrants and there's not as good of a... I don't know how it was then. Right. Rapport between... Well, in the record-keeping system, the paper trail for them is probably not as long. That's true. So if she murders them, that's probably why they couldn't identify everybody very quickly or at all because some of those people don't even... They're not. They're not in the system. Mm-hmm. Or if even if they're from a different state, that'd be so hard to try and get their paperwork and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, like, she immigrated here on her own. Yeah. So who's to say that they have any family yeah. around? So yeah. it was kind of a... Her selection was unfortunate, but yeah. she was smart about it. Okay, so she didn't die, though. She died. Well, there was a body without a head in the basement with the kids. And they presumed it. Yeah, but they definitely can't... Well, they can't think that she was murdered now. Are you going to let me keep going? I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to tell Let's you? Go. The end? Go, go, go. You want me to just be like, surprise? <laughs> go, I'm ready, I'm ready. So, once the, these suitors had come yeah. and answered her ad and their transactions were done, they had deposited the money. Money. 
the shares in the right. farm. Right, she bought quote shares unquote. of the farm. Yeah, yeah sure they did. <laughs> uh, she would either poison their food or hit them in the head with a meat cleaver. She's a crazer. Now, they said that she was probably pretty confident that yeah. these people weren't going to escape because she was six feet tall and 200 pounds. No way. She was a brick house She's of scary, a woman. yeah. Yeah, she was a brick house of a woman. Wow. Uh, once she killed them, she would dismember the bodies and either feed them to her pigs or bury them in the hog pen. So, honestly, if she fed them to pigs, yeah. who knows how many people she killed. Yeah. Listen, I was talking to one of my coworkers because she said her family used to raise hogs. They still might. And for some reason, because all I think about is terrible murders and things like that, I was like, oh, so if, like, you feed, like, if you give a person to, like, pigs, like, will they eat it? And she was like, oh, yeah. If you feed a pig a person. If you feed a pig a person. I want some syrup to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so scary. That to was think. bad. I'm that really was bad. sorry. Yeah, I thought it was a little funny. <laughs> okay, so, I'm yeah, so who, they, so they're guessing 40 people, yeah. but they, you don't know. They think it was over 40. Because if pigs ate them, then you have no idea. Yep. That's wild. Yep. So, um. The press was going crazy. Yeah. They had been portraying her as a tragic heroine who died in a fire and had all this bad luck. <gasps> and then they had to turn the tables to calling her the Indiana Ogress, the female Bluebeard, or Hell's Bell. Okay. Hell's Bell's the one that I yeah. thought was... Makes the most sense. Makes the most sense. But, but there's all kinds of things. Right. She was portrayed as as a comparison to Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, her farm was known as the Horror Farm or the Death Garden. Yeah. Oh, the Death Garden. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Uh, but Laporte itself, the town, mm-hmm. became a national attraction. Locally Yeah, I thought people would want to come to see the farm and stuff. Mm-hmm. Vendors would sell ice cream, popcorn, cake, and, quote, Gunnis stew. Oh, my God. No way! I don't know what they put in that. I don't think that they should be calling it that. That's messed up. But that's what they That's says. messed up. Can't help you. That's what it says. That's messed up. <laughs> so they got to work trying to identify the headless woman. Right. To see if it is, in fact, Belle. Because now they're like... But there's no oh. head? There's no head. They dug through the ashes of the burned farmhouse and found some dental bridge work that ha- was able to be proven to belong to Belle. Okay. So the coroner was like, that's good enough for me. Not for me. Um, so, you know, we found her dental bridge work. Why else would it be there? It was her. Because she ripped it out. I don't know what bridge work is, but... I don't know. I don't know how it works. Uh, she was ruled out as the culprit then because she was presumed dead. So they looked at, okay, who else could have committed these murders? murders. The first person I would think of is Andrew's brother. Uh, no, he had... They saw him come in from out of town. He hadn't been there. When it happened. Right. Or somebody along those lines that knew that their family member came... Um, so the first person that the authorities looked at was Ray Lamphere, mm-hmm. L-A-M-P-H-E-R-E. He was uh, once Bell's farmhand and became the prime suspect in the crime. Okay. So he had witnessed, he admitted he witnessed smoke coming from the building and did not report it because he feared he would be blamed. Yeah, and then he got blamed. And then he got blamed. Why, what would his motive be though? So the media speculated whether he was in on it or not, whether he knew she'd been murdering people. Oh. Or or if he was, like, oblivious to it. It was said in some sources that he was very jealous of her suitors coming, especially Andrew, because he had wanted to marry Belle and become a partner on the farm. I don't... I don't... Maybe that's true, but I don't like, like, the jealous lover story. It's, it's overplayed. I understand you don't like it, but it might be what happened. It could be what happened. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, uh, Andrew reported that, yeah, I lead a pretty loose life. I'm Mm -hmm. prone to drinking. That's true. But I had no idea about these murders. Right. So, the court, after a lot of deliberation, was kind of split on what to do. Yeah. Uh, He was blamed for negligence. Okay. They said you... Could Could have called somebody because of the fire. Yeah. And he was charged with arson. Okay. Because they thought, well, she couldn't have killed herself. Right. So oh, because they're convinced that she is dead. Is dead. Uh, he was blamed with the arson, but not the murders, because they also found some strychnine in the children's systems on autopsy. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, that was kind of her thing, and we know she did the majority of these yeah. murders. 
which I don't know why. they. I guess they put two and two together. They didn't really yeah. have witnesses other than Assel's assumptions. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, Mr. Lamphere was charged with the arson and sentenced to 21 years in prison. <gasps> no. He died shortly after his sentencing in prison from tuberculosis. Oh, that's sad. On his deathbed, he asked for a priest and told a completely different story. No! He did it! Will you let me talk? Oh, no! So, Mr. Lamphere said this to the priest on his deathbed. I witnessed the murder of Andrew Heligian. I demanded hush money from Bell. Mm -hmm. Instead, she fired him. Oh, shit. He went back to the farm to retrieve his belongings, and she charged him with trespassing. He knows that she went to Chicago and brought back a housekeeper. Now, I don't know if he helped her with this or not, or Mm -hmm. if it was her new farmhand. Yeah, like she Um, hired on a new person. Right, and some sources say she did. I didn't include him, because other than he reported the house was on fire, there was nothing else about him. Right. So they went to Chicago and brought back a housekeeper. And Mr. Lamphere said, the housekeeper is the headless body that you found in the ashen remains of the farmhouse. Belle planned the entire thing, withdrew all of her money, and skipped him. Okay, that was one of my questions, because I was like, can't they just look at her bank account and see, like, where the money went? Because if they thought it was him and he killed everybody, then the money would just stay in the bank. Right? But if it was somebody that was connected to the account, a.k.a. Miss Bell, Mm -hmm. the money would be gone. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, like, but they what didn't banks look at... are like then, whether oh, or not my God. they had privacy measures. Right. I have no idea. I have no idea. So, DNA tests as of 2008, when we have this capability now, yes. were inconclusive <sighs> because the samples of the headless body mm-hmm. were too degraded. To no! Know. There is evidence... That supports that she could have faked her death. Okay. One claim is that somebody received a letter sent five days after the farmhouse burned down okay. from her. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, somebody could have found it and put it in the mail. Yeah. Further evidence is that in 1931, in Los Angeles, a woman named Esther Carlson died awaiting trial for poisoning a man. She had a striking resemblance to Miss Bell and was in similar age. And she also was carrying some strange photographs that were of three children that resembled Miss Bell's that were among her possessions. No way. Yep. Oh my god, so she like changed her name. Changed her name, moved to Los Angeles, still kept the photos of some of her kids. Right, still killed a man. I don't know if he died. Oh, he still poisoned, poisoned somebody. But I don't know if he, whether or not he died. That's wild. So. They couldn't test her DNA? I don't know if they thought about, thought it. about it. It was 31, sorry. It was it was how many years later, I guess. You said nineteen thirties, uh, so it's like yeah. Thirty like thirty ish years after yeah. all this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty five, thirty years. Right. Um so that's like <gasps> That's wild. They think this could have been her. Yeah. If it wasn't her that died in the Sir. Do you hear him? Yeah. If it wasn't her that died in the fire, then this is the closest like match that they right, think right. could have been her. Especially with the M.O. being similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people ask, you know, why was she so bent on being wealthy? And why was that she That was so... the American dream. It was the American dream, but why did she think she had to kill for it? She is a sociopath. That's possible. Uh, some people who knew her before she left Norway... Mm-hmm said that that she had attended a country dance slash like a hoedown while she was pregnant in Norway. Okay. A man turned and kicked her in the abdomen, which resulted in a miscarriage. He was from a very wealthy family, and because of his wealth, he would never faced any prosecution. And he died shortly afterwards, so they, like, never did anything to, like, reprimand him. Right. And reportedly her personality changed after yeah, that, and I mean... she was never the same... And that's when she decided, I'm going to go work, and I'm going to move to America, and I'm going to, like, become wealthy and not have to deal with this. And kill men. Apparently. That's crazy. Was she justified? No. No. But it would make A traumatic experience like that. To change a person. Yeah. To drive them to do crazy things. Right. So, um, Miss Bell... Gunnis, as she's, if you look her up, it's Belle Gunnis. Yeah. I like calling her Miss Bell or Hell's Bell because mm-hmm. I think that 
just having the name of her last husband doesn't really define her. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, to me, like, that was the last name that she had, last person she married. Right. But I don't want to tie his family to what she Yeah, did. true, because he was... Wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, so she was considered one of the first Black Widow serial killers. Okay. When you look at murders in general, serial killers are rare. Women are more rare, and women serial killers are, like, very rare to right. find. Uh, Black Widow serial killers are kind of a offset of this. They're usually, you know, women who, um, in order to get revenge or money or whatever, they kill their husbands or boyfriends. Oh, so Black Widows just, like, they kill their significant others. Right. So the Black Widow spider itself will mate and and then then kill its its husband. Yeah. You could easily call them praying mantis serial killers. Yeah, I was going to say praying mantis too, but... Because they are widows thereafter, I think that's why they kind of stick with Black Widow. But um, when you look up a list of, like, infamous women serial killers Mm -hmm. she like doesn't make the list of like the top eight or whatever really but they were all not necessarily american but in america it was who was widely publicized and infamous not necessarily who killed the most people right and she probably i wonder if the list was more of people who got caught Mm mm-hmm and like admitted to it or got caught and were arrested and it was a big trial and since she wasn't and there is speculation as to whether she even did it or not Mm -hmm. is why she isn't as popular in that regard right if you look up the the list that i saw it was like a bunch of mug shots and news stories and whatever right and i think because this was a small town and and for the a long time they seemed like they didn't even think it was her right and also it was I can't say for sure it was because they were immigrants, but a lot of these people were immigrants. Yeah. And they're like, they kinda how just do like, we know well, who these people were? Right, and right. if they just passed it over? Yeah. Which is wrong, but like, I don't know. Yeah. True. No, it's true. So what do you think? Will this story keep you up at night? Or will you still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? It's creepy to think that you don't know... Like, you think you know the people that you talk to and mm-hmm. see every day, but you don't know. You don't know. Because everybody who saw her and knew her thought, she's a great mother. Yeah. She's a wonderful wife. She works really hard. Like, she was not somebody anyone ever suspected of any of this. Right, right. So, anyway. I, yeah. No, it's it's very interesting, the story, and it's creepy, and it kind of, it's like, it reminds me of... um. I don't know. There's, like, a famous serial killer that was a man that did, like, ads in the newspaper to get, like, girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Or it even reminds me of, like, people going on Tinder. Mm-hmm. You don't actually know who you're talking to. That's right. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, that's scary. Come to my farm right. in the middle of nowhere. Bring all your money and don't tell anyone. What? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you're watching a horror movie and you know... You know it's a horror movie. It's clearly a horror movie. Like, it's so clearly a horror movie. Right. But they don't... But the characters don't know that. Yeah. And they don't know what they're walking into. Right. Well, and that's why I was like, how did the insurance companies, like, not see this coming? But, like, it was a long time ago. I'm sure it doesn't work the same. And even still, I don't know how she did it. She could have done different insurance companies, different policies. Mm -hmm. You never know. And then all these people, like we said before, she targeted, like perfect group really because you said it who knows if they just came by themselves with no family no friends yeah you know they thought oh this is perfect i've met somebody who's also from norway i won't be lonely anymore (laughs) it's it's wild and it's crazy to think that like nobody she killed how many people and nobody nobody suspected it the only person who it ever seems like was suspicious was well, her first husband's family was slightly suspicious. Right. Because they were like... That's a lot of bad stuff to happen. It's and, a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. And, like, they didn't really think he had heart problems. Right, 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 right. Which it doesn't say that, but it does say they were adamant that, like, that doesn't He was make healthy, sense. yeah. He was pretty healthy. Yeah. And then... For, Peter a little bit. Peter a little bit was suspicious because he sent his other 
little girl away. Yeah. But I don't know if he, she was, he was suspicious that she had purposefully killed someone. Or like, it was a traumatic event, maybe you should go stay with your family for a little bit. Yeah. Or it was, I don't know if she's good at taking care of yeah. babies. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, our farmhand, I can't believe he wanted hush money. That's wild, too. Yeah, and he admitted he wanted hush money. I, like, felt bad for him because I didn't want him to get caught, but if he, like, he kind of deserved the money if he, like, wanted hush money instead of going to the police. He deserved the money if he wanted her. He deserved money? the jail time. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, he got TB and died within, like, two months yeah. or something. It was, like, a very short amount of time. Yeah, I felt bad for him, but now, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was wild. And, and I think, like you said, you don't know the people that you're around. Whenever Peter Gunnis died, they said, like, people were like, we should look into this. But she cried yeah. and cried. She was, like, distraught. Right. Both times. Yeah. Until she got the insurance money. And, and then, then it was, fine. like, it literally said her crocodile tears dried up right after she got the oh, insurance money. Oh, snap. But, like, how do you... How do you know? How do you know? Yeah. And how do you know that it's not, like, okay, I gotta be strong now. Right. Like, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know how people react. And it's hard because back in that day, obviously, it's gonna be different because what proof can you get? Like, medical science isn't as improved it is as it is now. Forensic science isn't as improved it is as now by far. We drew a white chalk outline around the body. Right. now we know where it was. Right. Like, we that's... knew it was an accident with a meat grinder, but to what extent, we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they just didn't know, and that sucks. Well, it's unfortunate to me that Jenny, like, told her classmates. And no one did anything? That's wild, too. Because to me, it's like... Oh, it's just a kid. What does she know? It was a little girl just spouting stuff. She's just making stuff up. She's got a wild imagination. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, so I I just googled like creepy true stories or something, and this is one of the things that came up. And I was like, I've never never heard heard of of her. Mm -mm. I've never seen anything about this. Like I said, she doesn't come up on. This your year. search yeah. for some of those people killed like maybe three people right right some of the ones on the infamous list yeah which like still very bad yeah but she killed over hell's yeah. bell killed over 40 42. people yeah that's crazy that's another reason i didn't want to call her bell gunness because i want if you remember anything remember the name hell's bell hell's to me, bells that's what she should be known yeah. as yeah i just feel like it's a shame to give her the last name of someone people who... whose lives she took yeah like I agree. the baby too, like yeah. You know what? I think she planned all of it. Like the farmhand said, she got away with it. She moved to L.A. and she was she changed her name and she ended up being that Esther lady. Well, here's the other thing: how many other people did she kill? Yeah. In those yes. years, oh yeah. Because you knew she couldn't stop. Mm-mm. At this point, she couldn't Mm-mm. stop. There's no way. Yeah, especially if she needed money. Like that was the way she knew she could get it. Yeah, agreed. There is something mentally wrong with her. Yeah. Plus, she's driven by greed. Yeah. Plus, she's driven by, well, I've gotten away this far. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way she just stopped. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should look up Esther Carlson and see if I can find. That's crazy. Yeah. If she killed more people, but she's, and who knows if that's the first name she chose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, she could have changed her name or done anything. She had enough cash to move around. And this is before the internet. This is before yeah. there was any type of credit cards or good yeah. paper trails. So how do you know that yeah. she wasn't just paying in cash everywhere she went and like? Oh yeah, I'm sure she did, and that's what I'm saying. And she knows how to get money. She just lures men in and then mm-hmm. kills them and takes all their money. So yep. she knows how to get more. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even have to get a job. Nope. So she probably didn't need a job after as much money as she had. No, because, definitely like, not. How many? Li- I mean, I don't know how much a life insurance policy went for back then. A lot, probably. But if the one her first husband had two. Yeah. And then, I mean, she killed enough people. And, and how from many, all the buildings. Well, and the other thing is, we don't know for sure how many people answered the newspaper. To ad. give her money. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's just wild. You never know who, you never know who your neighbors are. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think? Good story? Good story. Crazy. Never heard of it before. It's really I hadn't good. either. That's why I kind of picked it. All right. Anyway, we'll post all of Whitney's resources on our website, bugginarug.podbean.com. Feel free to check those out. The one is from the 
city itself, the town itself. Laporte, Indiana's like historical records. So um, feel free to check that out. Um, We will post pictures on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Facebook is just Bug and a Rug. Instagram and Twitter are at BIAR Podcast. If you have raised pigs before, email us. If you've ever fed a body to a pig before, keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself. BIARpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out. Give us suggestions. Email us. Let us know if you want a sticker, please. We sound desperate about the sticker. I am. Someone take a sticker. We've, we we should act like we got rid of some. We've gotten rid of some. But my thing is, they're so cute. Take one. And we're all missing out. Yeah. And we could bring us closer together, and it's what the world <laughs> needs right now. I agree. What the world <laughs> needs um, now is stickers. Sweet stickers. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, signing off, I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.